Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill. We're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into a world of news and topics we find interesting. Adam, here we go for another week. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm jumping right ahead to the Chargers on Monday Night Football. We know the Raiders are three and zero. We know how they got there. Um, right off the top, though, with Justin Herbert, I actually think this is the toughest thing they're going to face in terms of a quarterback so far. And one of the reasons the Raiders are three and zero is how much pressure they've been able to get from their defensive line. And I just think, and I want to know your thoughts here, that that better continue, and it better probably even be more so this week. Because if you don't get pressure on this guy, the guys in the, you know, the second level and back end are going to be tested really well. So I really think it's imperative Max Crosby and these guys continue to play well and actually improve what they've been doing. Yeah, but but first of all, Ed, sorry, I, I didn't li- I didn't hear a whole lot of that. I just ducked because I think Fernando Tatis' home run just almost smacked me in the head. It's still going around the earth. Well, you always want to have a big home run when you're down 7-3, but go ahead. <laughs> and that, was, that was to get it to 4-3. Now it's 8-3. As we've been talking, the Dodgers have scored another run, so uh, good for good for you. The Giants are going to win again up in San Francisco. Look, I resigned myself months ago, as did Larry Mira, Dodger fan, our producer. Next Wednesday, Scherzer versus Wainwright. It's a one-game wild-card playoff game between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. I never thought it was going to be anything like that, and it'll be uh, official here in the next few days. It's only 4-4 in San Francisco, buddy. Giants have some work to do here. So, uh, I'm a big believer in the Diamondbacks at this point. But, yes, you uh, you asked – the Diamondbacks bullpen is solid, don't worry. Uh, you asked about the, the quarterback and facing uh, Justin Herbert on Monday night, of course, uh, down in Los Angeles where your Dodgers play. Um, listen, yeah, it's – he's the toughest passer, just pure passer – uh, that they face so far. I think the biggest challenge was obviously going against Lamar Jackson and and the different dynamic that he brings to a game. Uh, but other than that, they faced, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett, who didn't even try to throw the ball until overtime, uh, and the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, they haven't had a whole lot of challenges to face uh, in terms of getting after a quarterback. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what they uh, what they have. Uh, for for the Chargers, of course, getting pressure on Justin Herbert is the task. That's what you do to any quarterback. But if you look, Justin Herbert has been better against pressure than he has been from clean pockets, which is very, very bizarre. Uh, it's also why a lot of the the hardcore analytics guys and uh, you know the um, you know the numbers guys believe that you'll see Justin Herbert at some point take some kind of regression or a step back. And like, this is not sustainable to be able to throw the ball under pressure uh, and on third downs, the way that he does, especially when he struggles at times throwing from a clean pocket. It's just a very bizarre uh, mix that we've seen out of Justin Herbert. He's really defying uh, any kind of, you know, previous expectation or uh, previous, what what people thought about how quarterbacks would evolve uh, in the national football league. So he's kind of a unicorn in that sense. Uh, so, yeah, you still want to get pressure. I think even though those numbers tell you that he's better under pressure, I think it's always better to put pressure on somebody than it is to not pressure them, right? I mean, it's as weird as that sounds. 
Um, I think you still want to try to generate pressure on him. And uh, the Raiders have been able to do that. And that's why they've been able to play so successfully on defense. Now, listen, I think some of the numbers say the Raiders are a top 10 defense at this point. I think most of the kind of advanced numbers will say they're, you know, 14th, 15th best in the league right now. But that's more than good enough uh, for them to accomplish what they want to accomplish this season. So uh, I think you have to be very impressed with what the defense is done. I think they try to continue that uh, when they play the Chargers uh, this week. And I think you, you know, kind of throw the numbers out and say, yeah, he's been good under pressure, but I think the best bet is to still put pressure on him, especially in this Gus Bradley defense where you have to pressure with the front four. Uh, you have to be able to get after the quarterback because that's the whole goal of the defense is to get after the quarterback with four guys, let the other seven cover. And it's going to be, you know, even with seven guys, it's tough to cover if you don't get any pressure on somebody. So uh, we'll see yeah. how, that, how that works out. And uh, and, and I think one aspect to, 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 uh, to counter it, is to say, you know, a lot of people say, hey, a lot of the players came from the Chargers. The coaching staff came from the Chargers. The Chargers know the Raiders' defense well. Well, it's not the same coaching staff with the Chargers. So, yeah, some of the players went against this in practice, uh, but this is not the same staff. They don't know Gus Bradley like you would think the Chargers would know Gus Bradley. No, I, I'm just not yet. I, I think Casey Hayward's played really well so far, obviously. I mean, um, last week the first pass completed against him. He actually had a safety on it, which was really weird. Great play call there by the Dolphins. but. I, I do – look, I want to see – Herbert's very aggressive, ranks top five in aggressiveness, ranks top five in, in length of pass from, from, uh, you know, from release to where it's completed. So he's very aggressive, throws down the field. And I'm fascinated to see if they're good enough on the back end. I don't know yet if they are. I don't know if Trayvon Mooring's really been tested like he might be tested. And I'll throw Casey Hayward in there too. Obviously, he's a terrific player, has been in the league for a long time, was with the Chargers. Um, Trayvon Mullen, I'm really interested. I mean, Mike Williams is great at the X receiver in that new system. Um, we know Keenan Allen's really good. So I, I'm going to reserve judgment on if they're good enough on the back end to slow down Herbert and that offense. I don't know yet. I mean, obviously they probably think they are, but I'm not going to say they are yet. And I do think this is a really good test for them. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely unknown. I think, you know, like we said, the, look who they've, yes, the defense has been playing very well and everybody's been impressed. But one game was Baltimore. And by the way, Baltimore definitely put up yardage against them. Um, it was a couple of fumbles that were forced uh, late in the game that kind of turned things around a little bit. But let's not pretend like the Raiders completely shut Baltimore down. And then, like we said, you know, to, to say it again, you have uh, Ben Roethlisberger who can't throw anymore and Jacoby Brissett who didn't try to throw until until overtime. So uh, let's let's not pretend like they're shutting down, you know, the uh, – you know the the run and shoot offenses of the past, or you know, like the uh, the Houston offense from college, or run and shoot, or anything like that. Like they they haven't really truly been tested. Now, I don't want to take away anything from what the defense has done. I think you have to say they've done an unbelievable job. And I, oh, I get that. Yeah, I think you I think you have to be thrilled if you're a Raiders fan with how the defense has played. And I think inside the building, I, I don't think anybody's saying you know they're the '85 Bears, but I think they're all saying, hey, what this team asked for, what John Gruden and the offense asked for was don't be the worst defense in the league. And they're not close to the worst defense in the league. They're actually a very representative. They're an actual defense. They can force turnovers. They can get stops. You know, even if they give up some yards, they've shown that they can get stops when they matter on third down, when the game is on the line. Those situations, they've stepped up big. And I think you have to be thrilled with it, but you also have to be realistic and say, okay, can they do this against elite offenses? And, and you know, I think the Chargers are getting into that range of being an elite offense. Okay, so let's flip the script over. And do you believe it's sustainable for Derek Carr leading the league in passing? He was the AFC Conference uh, Offense Player of the Month. We talked to him about that today. We're, we're recording this on Thursday night. We talked to Derek Carr today about that. 
So do you think he's sustainable? And what do you think he's going to have to deal with with Joey Bosa and that defensive line coming at him? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's sustainable to a, to an extent. I mean, they've been able to overcome the fact that the offensive line hasn't been very good. Uh, they've used a lot of quick passes, even though it's not it's not quick in the sense of they're just throwing it at the line of scrimmage. Like they're getting downfield a little bit, but Derek's getting out, getting the ball out of his hand quickly. Um, he's not sitting in the pocket forever. He's not putting in his offensive line in a bad position. He's helping out uh, the offensive line. He's masking some of the deficiencies that they have right now. So um, in that sense, sure. But I do think teams start to realize on tape, like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is this is their checks. This is their hot routes. This is how they're trying to get rid of the ball because they can't hold the pocket for very long. So all we have to do is, you know, cover – the intermediate routes that they that they try to go to quickly, and then you know they're not going to be able to go long all the time because they can't hold up in the pocket. So those kind of things are going to start to recognize, I think. Um, and they're and I think the Raiders will change. Like John Gruden is a very very good play caller, and you know I, I've criticized some in the past for his lack of aggression on fourth down and settling for field goals and lack of creativity in the red zone at times. But like let's not forget that he is a he's an elite play caller in this league. Um, you know, the trends of using more motion, especially on early downs, he's, he's been right there with it. Uh, I think you saw some um, in the last game, there was a third and two play. And I, I might've watched this play on tape, you know, 30 times already because it was such a beautiful use of motion by rugs to, to set up the defenders going one way. Uh, Waller ran essentially what was a screen route, uh, not a screen pass, but he, he screened like three defenders with a route and it was basically just a you know a little two yard out to Henry Ruggs that went for you know a big play down the sideline on a third and two, and it was so wide open. It was such a well designed play, and that's what you forget about John Gruden sometimes that he is very very good at what he does in terms of calling plays. Now again, clock management, aggression, all those other things. There are some things to be desired, but he knows how to call a play. He knows how to design an offense, and um, I think that he'll be able to keep up and keep ahead of what defenses are going to do to adjust to the Raiders not being able to block anybody. Um, so, so yeah, I think uh, it's sustainable and that it might have to be sustainable uh, for the year. If they, you know, they, they had a little bit of a ground game going in the second half against the Dolphins, but for the most part, they haven't been able to run the ball. They have to throw it all the time. And if they're going to throw it all the time, I think you can put up those kind of numbers. All right, I'm going to do a little game with you, buy or sell, uh, and it's going to be AFC West version. Are you buying or selling the Broncos? Well, first of all, I'm buying the whole division. Let's just get that out of the way. But um, on the Broncos specifically, um, can I can I pause? Can I hold? Is that an option? I'm not allowing you to do anything except buy and sell. So you're buying the Broncos. Well, I mean, oh, this is tough. Like I, the Broncos are what I thought they would be. Right? Um, I, I think we might have talked about it in this podcast. I think the Broncos might have the second, maybe the best or the second best overall roster uh in the entire right. uh, nfl um i mean the, you gotta think the bucks are up there but the broncos are there and all we said was hey if they get anybody to play quarterback in, in a halfway respectable manner this team's going to be very very good and teddy bridgewater has done more than that he's been elite uh in the early going this year um so so right now you say okay the broncos have a great roster They've got a quarterback playing at a very high level. This is a good team. You got to buy, but their three opponents have a combined zero wins. Ed, I don't know if you know this. That's how many me, you, and Larry have this year uh, in the NFL. It's the same amount. 
So uh, how do we know anything about the Broncos? I think this is a very, very important week. Baltimore comes to town. The Broncos have to show they're for real. And by the way, maybe they don't get to because if, if it's Baltimore without Lamar Jackson, it's just another easy win uh, for the Denver Broncos. Buy or sell the Chiefs will win the AFC West. I'm buying. And and in fact, uh, if you want to look at the sports books uh, right now, the Chiefs still uh, a favorite, to, the favorite to win the AFC West. By the way, biggest long shot on the board in the AFC West, your Las Vegas Raiders, which is a little bit surprising uh, that they're still the biggest long shot on the board. Now, it went from about 15 to 1 before the season to about 2.5 to 1 now, uh, but they are still the biggest long shot on the board in the AFC West, uh, which, listen, I think if you if you're, you you missed out on your chance if you wanted to bet them, but you can still get a little nice value on the Raiders to win the West. All right. Well, listen, um, I agree with you on both those things. I don't know if I'm buying the Broncos completely. Uh, because I, I think I picked from the beginning. I still think the Chargers are the second best team in the division. They already have a win at a KC. I'm not going to say they're going to win the division because I think the Chiefs will. Um, but I, I'm not going to go off my picks uh, before the season, which was KC, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I'm not going to come off that just yet. Uh, you and I will be in L.A. on Monday night bringing uh, all the people, Vegas Nation, all our coverage, ReviewJournal.com, Vegas Nation, uh, for all our Monday night coverage, Vinny Bonsignore, Heidi Fang, Cassie Soto, we'll all be there on Monday nights to look for all our coverage. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 100 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out. Visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. want to get to this. Uh, lastly, um, you, you went on Twitter today and you embellished uh, I, I didn't embellish. One fact about me. Um, I want to put it out there. I want to set the record straight. I do believe in wireless on my phone. Okay. Uh, Hold on. In wireless. Our, our friend Willie Pops Ramirez will, will support my fact that at T-Mobile and at Thomas and Mac, I, I do I do go on wireless with the phone. You can you can state your case here of what happened today, but I think you heard part of a conversation. True. And as you're prone to do. Hold on. Hold on. This is my subject, so I'll set it up. I absolutely only heard part of a conversation, and then I asked a follow-up question. I got an answer, and that was all I needed. Now, I contend, and I'll say this right now, that I say so many dumb, nonsensical things that sometimes you and others just ignore me and just placate and just say something. But that's what happened. So I'll, I'll go back to the beginning of the, of the okay. beginning of this. We're sitting in the media room at the at the Raiders facility today. We're waiting for some players to come out, and there is some issues with you getting on the Wi-Fi. 
you can't attack you can't get your phone on the wife i don't know if you didn't have the password i think that's what it was i couldn't call up my apple id to download some stupid game that cassie soda <laughs> about some corgi, corgi dog jumping over jumping over like fish and stuff or whatever it's doing i don't know what it's doing it's a fish it's umbrellas first of all i'm playing it right now as we speak okay so anyway <laughs> bottom line is I couldn't open, I couldn't get on my Apple ID, and she thought it was because I was not hooked up to the wireless. I was using data, and it was way too slow. And she said to you, she said, what? you don't connect to the Wi-Fi? And you said, no, I don't do that nonsense. Now, I, I was misquoted. Okay. I, I was in a hurry, in a rush. It didn't mean that I never do it. It means okay. at that moment, it was nonsense. I go, I can't do that nonsense because I had to get out of there. I had other, uh, I had other things to do. I had other uh, responsibilities. And I said that, and then it was just inferred that I'm never on wireless. No, on my- no, no, not inferred. So I said to you, are you saying you've never attached to the Wi-Fi on your phone? And like I said, I don't think you paid attention, but you go, no, and waved me off. You're like, no, and wave me off. And so I said, okay, I just asked you, have you ever attached to the Wi-Fi on your phone? You said no. So I tweeted, today I learned Ed Graney has never attached to Wi-Fi on his phone. Hey, I'm not listening to you half the time. (laughs) Right. That's what I said. But you did. I asked the question and you confirmed it. And so then it turned into a whole thing. That you, that this, you, I'm going to start muting conversation. Larry Mirror might be the nicest guy in the world. He's our producer. I muted that guy today. I'm muting everybody left and right. Everyone's responding to this thing. I'm muting conversations all over. I don't have time for this. Nonsense. You put this stuff on Twitter. The notifications just start going crazy with the, with the comments and everything like that. I start muting like great people. It's like, I can't do this anymore. You can't. You put this stuff out on Twitter for your own enjoyment. I know you do this. Well, why else would anybody put anything on Twitter? But to, to be factual, to to, to 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 teach people things, to be an educator, to you know, give them your sports knowledge, give them your knowledge, you have knowledge about everything. I mean, give them that. Don't give them some half half beat, un, you know, misquoted statement. Okay, first of all, stop saying misquoted. I asked you a question, you responded. I put your answer on Twitter. Now you're being an athlete. That's like I never said that. Well, here's the tape. I've got, I've got it. What are you talking about? You never said that. Like this is what athletes do all the time. I was take, I was taken out of context. I don't listen to most of what you say. Right, but you're the one that said it. I waved you off. Yes, you said no, no, and waved me off. You answered the question. You're not taken out of context. You you are at fault for not listening. All right, but why do you have to put everything on Twitter? What's wrong with you? Why can't you just put stuff on Twitter that are going to help people like learn about the Raiders and stuff like that? You, you're, you're very fast to get on Twitter with people and their personal business. Well, no, first of all, I don't go on Twitter with people's actual personal business. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, well, let's, re- let's read the Twitter feed some days. I think you do sometimes. No, like, okay, no. Like, we're, we have people, we know people that are going through things in their life. I would never tweet about, like, personal, private matters. You know what I mean? You know, anything you tweet with this nonsense, the, 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 the notifications are going to go crazy. Doesn't it? So it doesn't. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, I'm tweeting about people's things people are interested in. Listen, beside <laughs> the fact, and then you tweet this nonsense, and the first notification is, "Isn't that the guy who also gets to the airport three hours early?" Defamation <laughs> towards me. I don't get to the airport three hours early. Two maybe. I get there two hours maybe early. I check in. I get my bags checked in. Maybe get a coffee, and I'm ready to go. 
I'm not there three hours early. You 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 embellish, you embellish these facts to where people just think I'm a complete idiot and a complete lunatic in some of these episodes. Have you ever gotten to an airport three hours before your flight? Yes, of course, but not consistently. <laughs> not consistently. I'm usually there two hours before. Yet last week I got a little worried because the long-term parking was closed. I had to go off campus. You know, it's it's an hour and forty minutes. I still haven't parked the car before the flight. I'm I'm, I'm sweating. I'm loosely sweating. Yeah, just go to valet. Well, we can't all do that, Adam. <laughs> what are you doing? Not uh, only <laughs> few people can get away with that that move. Okay? Sure. Not, sure. Uh, my average is two minutes before before the flight. Two minutes. I want to be through TSA. I get TSA. Um, go through there. And I want to be. I want to. I want to have the Starbucks, and I want to be at the. Uh, I want to be at the flight. My 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 perfect day is I arrived at the Southwest Gate, and the 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 plane is it has not arrived yet, so I don't see the people coming off. If the people are coming off, and I'm walking towards the gate, it, I'm, I get very nervous. I mean, Southwest is different. Southwest, I want to be there as soon as because I'm um you know I'll pay to upgrade to A every yeah. time. So as soon as the lady is saying you know A one to fifteen. Yes. Or one to thirty. That's when I want to. I want to get there as she's making that announcement. In any other airline, if you have an assigned seat, if I get there before they say all rows and all passengers, I'm mad at myself. Oh, I no. They'd be carrying me out in a box if I got to a place and an airport where they had to say all rows and they haven't said row tw- ten to twenty. You know, they, I think they do from the back. Though. After first class, they do from the back up, right? I think they do that. Yeah. Like if I'm there. After the first class passengers have loaded in, no, no chance. I'm hyperventilating. I, I, I got to be ready to go. I've got it down to a pretty good science where I know if you check a bag, you have to be there 45 minutes before departure. I know exactly when to leave my house so that I'm there 47 minutes prior to departure. So hold on. Let's bring the people up to date here. The last time you and I traveled to Canada, we were stopped at the gate, red flag, because they thought you were a terrorist. <laughs> some terrorist named Adam Hill running around the world doing horrible things. I got to sit back and they're like looking at me like I might be like the, you know, the, the, the Tonto with the Lone Ranger here, the terrorist. They're looking at me wide-eyed. You, you, you got held up everywhere you went in Canada. I think he's Irish. So, yeah, I, I, I am on the, I'm on the no-fly list in Canada because of somebody else's name. So, yeah, I, have to, I know that I'm, if I'm flying internationally, I have to get there a little bit early because of that. Otherwise, if I'm flying domestic, I'm, I'm free. Pre-check everything. Like there's, there's no, like there is a science that I have. Forty-seven minutes before the flight, I check my bag. That is it every time. You and I are on a flight Monday morning at six a.m. If I'm there after four ten, you know, you know, shoot me now. If I, if I I've got it. I'll be up at three. I get get, uh, get ready and prefer, you know prepared. It's a one nighter, so there's not a big bag. I won't have to check. Thank goodness. I'll tell I'll tell you this. I'm on the flight to LA Monday morning. I'm on a different flight. I'm on eight thirty, uh, different airline. You switched flights on me? I'm the one going at 6 a.m.? Mine was like $19. Oh, yeah. That's a good choice by you. Uh, yeah. yeah I, uh, you, could I, park in, you could actually park in a um, valet and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be mad at you. That's true. Uh, by the way, my flight – I think my flight leaves at 8.35. I will – so I live, in, I live in Southern Highlands for those in Las Vegas. So, you're, so it's not a tough drive to the airport. I will set my alarm for an 8.35 flight, set my alarm for 7.20. Oh, they, 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 I, you have no idea what would happen to me if that if they saw <laughs> that number. If I, if I had an eight thirty flight and my alarm went off at seven twenty, 
They, they'd have to carry me to the car. There's just the, 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 the nervousness of not making the flight. It would be, it would be insanity in my life. No, it's, it's a science, Ed. I, I have it down to a science. I, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you do it. I could, I, I, I could not do that. I've got to be there early. I got to know that I'm, I'm on time for the flight. The bag is checked. I'm through the security, although with TSA, I get through pretty quick. That's the other thing. I, I forget I'm in, I have TSA, so what's usually a long way through, I, I get through very quickly, and then I kind of get mad at myself for not sleeping a little more. Of course. But, but again, I, I know that I'm there. I'm safe and sound. Uh, all right, well, we're going to be there Monday night in Los Angeles, you, me, the whole crew. Again, VegasNation.com, uh, ReviewJournal.com, Adam and myself and the rest will try to do our best to bring you Monday Night Football Raiders and Chargers. Well, that's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickPit. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can check out Vegas Nation Game Day while we preview that Monday night game against the Chargers. Find all our coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.